You are now listening to the Random Rambles of Jay. EX2 You are currently listening to the Random Rambles of Jay. EX to the beginning, July 1st, 2019. This is a podcast episode dedicated to Rambles were included in the last episode because Jay talks so fucking much. Let's talk about games. So, um, there's quite a few games I would like to talk about, but I don't think I'm going to be able to talk about all of them in this podcast. And some of you may not even care. So, you know, earlier in the podcast, I'd mentioned there were instances where I'd actually had recorded podcasts and just not put them out. There are podcasts I had recorded and not put out where I talked about Breath of the Wild Mass Effect Andromeda, Final Fantasy XV, Persona 5, but we're not going to talk about those in this episode. Maybe I'll put them out at some point. But for now, there's two games that I will, that I want to talk about. One is Resident Evil 2, the remake, and the other is Kingdom Hearts 3. Ooh, that game. But let's start with Resident Evil 2. Now, the original Resident Evil 2 is one of my favourite Resident Evil games. I love Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis is also my shit. But Resident Evil 2, bitch, that was the one. And before I even realised that there were unlockable second scenarios, which felt like a whole entire new game, when I completed Resident Evil 2 the first time, I was like, this game, shit, my wig. Jill. Jill, I think, I think I found something. What is it? It's a wig. I hope it's not Chris's wig. Was lying in some alleyway in Raccoon City being chewed on by a zombie. Like, wig gone, deceased, T-viral infected, gone. Resident Evil 2 is just, that is my game, like, masterpiece and one of the reasons why resident evil 2 was such a surprise to me was resident evil 1 was um i liked resident evil 1 but that game was rough like it was a rough game and there was nothing about it that made me see a sequel i can't see where they could take the story the gameplay i just couldn't see it and around the time that resident evil 1 originally came out and i first played it we didn't have this level of access that we have now to where you can get a gauge on how well a game is doing commercially because resident evil 1 sold really really well i know that now but back then i had no idea Even how I came across the game, I don't remember seeing it in magazines. I don't remember reading about it. I don't remember seeing TV commercials. I remember how I ended up playing it for the first time. I was a member of what in the UK we used to call video shops or video stores. These were like independent versions of what was Blockbuster Video. And one of my friends, he was like, let's go to your video shop and rent a game. I was like, cool. 
And I was like, do you know what game you want to rent? It was like, well, not really. We were looking around and he was like, how about this one? And it just happened to be Resident Evil. And I remember the there was... I mean, the cover didn't really tell you anything about the game. I remember there was just this really scrawny image of Chris Redfield with this kind of weird expression on his face and one eye bigger than the other. And there was lots of superimposed pictures of, like, crows and dogs and things. Like, the cover never really told you anything about the game. And the screenshots on the back looked dusty, but my friend wanted this game. I was like, okay. And I remember we played it, we saw the intro, and I remember laughing my arse off at, you know, Barry Britain. And I remember, like, you know, the dodgy cutscenes about, you were almost a Jill Sandwich. And it was just, we, we found the game funny. It was entertaining, but like I said before, I didn't see a sequel for it. And then I remember when Resident Evil 2 was announced, and I remember feeling like, what, they're doing a sequel to this? And I remember it looked great. And when I first saw Resident Evil 2, it was the the version that was famously scrapped when it was like 60 to 70% complete. So it was the version that had Elsa Walker in it. And I remember thinking, wow, this actually looks great. This looks like a massive improvement on the first and then it got scrapped and then there was nothing on it for like a good year or so and then suddenly it was like Resident Evil 2 and it looked similar but not the same and it looked like it had hints of what I remember seeing of it originally but obviously Elsa Walker became Claire Redfield I remember the police station looked a lot less blue it looked a lot more like the color scheme was more in line with the mansion from Resident Evil 1, there was more detail in the background. It just, I was like, oh, this looks really cool. And I think the day or the week it came out, I, how did, I, actually, I was a kid. I can't have, how did I end up with Resident Evil 2? Because I was too young to be working and maybe I saved. I think I probably say, the only thing I could think, I might have saved pocket money. And I think even at that age, I was, I think Resident Evil 2 was rated 50. I believe or was it 18 either way I was so tall and looked so adult I could just walk into the shop and buy it and I think that's what I did so I got Resident Evil 2 the week it came out and I I love the game I just think Resident Evil 2 is just a, such a great game is everything a sequel should be and so the fact that it got remade all these years after to me is just insane and when Resident Evil 1 originally got remade on the GameCube I first off that remake was fantastic and even and that was like a masterclass in how you do a remake and, and the thing is with the resident evil one remake is that it just it changed your whole like regardless of how you felt about the original game you would come out of the remake with whole new feelings about how you felt about it if you were a fan of the original you would love the remake if you didn't like the original you would love the remake as I did, I I didn't think the original Resident Evil was that great, as I'd said, but the remake was phenomenal. I loved it, but it made me so thirsty for a remake for Resident Evil 2. And then when Resident Evil 0 came out and Capcom went and threw in Resident Evil 2 locations, I was like, they have to remake number two for the GameCube. But they didn't, which is fine. Uh, you know, we got Resident Evil 4 and I, I kind of was like, oh, it'd be nice to get a Resident Evil 2 remake, but I don't think it's coming. So when Capcom finally did, I was like, bitch, what? Um, so yeah, so of course I bought Resident Evil 2 remake day of release and I, uh, I have feelings about, now, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I, I, I don't love the remake and 
uh, I don't know how to put this. Let, let, do you know what? Let me start with the things that I do like. And maybe it'd be easier for me to go into what I don't like about it. Because the thing about the Resident Evil 2 remake is that it's not that I don't like the game or that I hate it. But I remember as I was playing it, I remember having this feeling of, I'm not sure I'm enjoying playing this as much as I would like to be. And there are certain issues that I had. But anyway, let's start with the good things. Graphics are amazing. Um, graphics are absolutely gorgeous. Like, there's not much more I can say about the graphics. It's one of the best looking games I've seen in a good while. Like, graphics are absolutely fantastic in that game. And also, in terms of how you handle a remake, even though I'm not in love with this game, it's still a fantastic remake. It's absolutely how you handle a remake. The way, the approach that Capcom took when they did the original Resident Evil 1 remake is how they've approached this, which is that it's not just we're going to give you the original game with the graphics of today it's more like a reimagining it's almost like if the original resident evil team that did the original game had this level of horsepower and resource and all of the fancy stuff this is how they would have done it and i love when games do that with a remake they don't just give you a carbon copy of what you already know but they kind of tweak things um, some of the changes they've made are a little controversial, but I'm okay with the changes for the most part. The story is pretty much as you remember it. A cool thing that Capcom have done with Resident Evil 2, the remake, is that those of you who have played the original will remember that Resident Evil 2 came on two discs, one for Leon and one for Claire. And when you completed one of the characters' initial campaigns, it would unlock a second campaign for the other character and the second campaign was far bigger than the first featured lots of different areas the story goes in a different direction items are in different places certain events of the story unfold in different ways some unfold in entirely new ways it literally felt like a whole new game and what capcom did with this remake is they fuse the two scenarios together so an example is the character of mr x now mr x in the original resident evil 2 featured in the second campaign he wasn't in the first but in the remake he's part of the main campaign and he is at mr x is actually one of the best parts of resident evil 2 i was so when i saw the videos of this character i was like for fuck's sake because he chases you everywhere and you can't kill him and he can open doors and he can hear you and if you shoot your gun he comes for you fucks you up like he he is suck he makes resident evil 2 is a tense game anyway he just makes it worse tenfold but he is even with that even with him making the game so difficult and tense he's still the best part of it because of that tension and as a character he's actually quite funny like the way he walks and the way he just you try and run past him and he just clotheslines the shit out of you he's just such a great character he's one of the best parts of resident evil 2 for sure the other thing that resident evil 2 does really well and it's a word i've mentioned multiple times now tension the tension in this game is so high because zombies take more shots there are lots of zombies and they are hard to kill and they can kill you quite quickly and they can run and they can open doors 
and the zombies in this game are just a pain in the ass but they are some of the best zombies i have ever encountered and seen in a video game like capcom did an amazing job and the one thing that i have to take my hat off to capcom for is the fact that they have given us numerous zombie games themselves let alone all of the other countless zombie games that there have been and also the way that we've seen zombies be depicted in manga anime cartoons films and all that stuff and still with all that capcom still managed to give you good zombies that actually do surprise you and actually do scare you and make you feel threatened they did an amazing job like the zombies in this game are formidable and they are an absolute pain in the ass and the one thing that resident evil 2 does is that it always has you on the back foot you will never have enough ammo to kill all of these zombies unless you unlock infinite ammo you just cannot kill all of them so you're forced to have to shoot them in the leg headshots are not your friend in this game i don't even bother shooting zombies in the head firstly because my aiming in games is just garbage but second of all it just doesn't have as much of an effect because whether a zombie goes down first time in a headshot is now based on luck (laughs) which is wonderful so what i always do is shoot him in the leg because they're guaranteed to go down and once they're down all they can do is crawl on the floor because some of these zombies you can shoot a zombie in the head four times and it won't be dead its head will flip back whilst it's still walking towards you I remember the first time a zombie came towards me, I was like, I'm going to just headshot this bitch. Its head flipped back, it still walked towards me, and it grabbed me and put my health on caution. I was like, fuck headshots, you are all getting capped in the knees now. So, during my playthrough of Resident Evil 2, you would walk into rooms on my playthrough file, and you would just see zombies on the floor, just crawling around. I don't even kill them when they go down, because I'm like, I don't have the ammo. And you hit a point in the game where you fight bosses and you have to just unload all of your ammo into them. And I'm like, thank God I wasn't trying to kill all these zombies. So the zombies, brilliant. Now what I don't like about Resident Evil 2, um, the controls. Now, Resident Evil has always been a game that has been shitted on for its controls. Resident Evil 2's controls aren't bad. But the problem with the controls in this game is that I feel that the game puts you in certain situations where the controls aren't always wonderfully suited. So the controls to be able to run in this game are a bit fiddly. I think from what I can remember, there's two options. There's one where I think, do you push down the analog stick to run? And then there's another where you can dedicate it to a button, but it still just feels awkward to me doing 180 turns in this game also feels kind of awkward it it just doesn't feel fluid it doesn't feel fast it just doesn't feel that reliable and some i think in the boss battles that's when the controls are a bit like because i feel as though capcom threw in capcom uh, I, i don't know how to word this you get resident evil 4 and resident evil 5 style battles but without the mechanics that allow you to get around those battles without getting hit constantly and losing ammo. That's the best way I can put it. Like Resident Evil 4 and 5, those boss battles were fine because the controls and the QTEs and all of that stuff was built into the game to allow you to get through those bosses without getting hit and all that stuff. In Resident Evil 2, it just feels like they threw in Resident Evil 5 and 4 style boss battles, but without certain controls and evasive maneuvers 
to make those battles feel a little more fair because there are definitely boss battles in Resident Evil 2 where certain attacks are so hard to avoid some attacks are unavoidable and you just have to you kind of have to just make peace with the fact that okay I'm just gonna have to take a couple of hits here so I, I just find that unfair I just find it really unfair and another thing that I wasn't too keen on in Resident Evil 2 is enemies now the the weird thing with Resident Evil 2 is that sometimes sometimes you can walk into a room and a zombie's facing away from you and whilst you're shining a torch right in the back of its head and it won't even know that you're there and then other times you can walk into a room and a zombie's facing away from you and it just senses you're there and it turns around and it comes straight for you there's no real consistency in terms of how you alert zombies and it's weird because it means that you can't always enforce a kind of strategy in terms of how you fight the zombies because they're so random and maybe that was maybe that was intentional for the zombies to be a bit erratic i can get that but then you've got enemies in the game like lickers now you find out that lickers have a great sense of hearing but they're blind so if you walk really slow if you're in a room full of lickers and you walk really slow you can literally walk right up to them and they won't attack you the thing is is sometimes this works and sometimes it doesn't there have been instances where i've walked into a room and i've seen there's a liquor and i'm like oh shit let me walk really slow i walk really slow i get close to it and it strikes out and hits me and i'm like how the fuck and then there are other times where i walk into a room there's liquors in there i walk really slow and they don't attack me at all there's just there's this inconsistency with how you can actually get around and maneuver certain enemies and it's not really that cool and it just makes the game feel a bit unfair for me at least i just found it annoying i was like oh here we go i've been hit by liquor so they're just the small annoyances and for me it's the small annoyances that kind of added up to an experience that just didn't make the game feel fun for me every resident evil 2 just felt like if everything felt like a chore i I just everything felt like effort there was no point in resident evil 2 where i felt like i was having fun and this is this is a thing that i've experienced with a couple of games that i played as of late where i just i'm not i'm not having fun with this and i question it especially because i'll go online or i speak to friends that are playing it and they're like i'm having so much fun this game's wicked i love it my wig's gone and i'm like i'm not enjoying this game and even now with resident evil 2 um much like the original when you complete the main campaign with one particular character it unlocks a second campaign for the other i've not even bothered going through the second campaigns because i just can't be but i can't i'm like resident evil 2 just requires more effort than i'm willing to give it and that is such a stark contrast in comparison to how i felt about the original resident evil 2 which i've completed that game so many times that became like a weekend ritual for me a saturday ritual i'd wake up on a saturday and i would put on resident evil 2 and i would complete it in one sitting and i'd try and speed run it sometimes i'd go through resident evil 2 with only one save like that's how much i loved the original that's how much i enjoyed playing it whereas the remake i just don't enjoy it because it's everything just feels like effort it just feels like resident evil 2 wants more effort from me than i'm willing to give it and i just don't find the game fun so i still think it's a fantastic remake i'm glad it exists i just wish 
it was a bit more f- I just wish I enjoyed it more okay so I sat here and shat on Resident Evil 2 so I'm, I'm gonna be really nice and give a few points on things I would have liked to have seen in Resident Evil 2 that might have made it a bit better for me one I would have liked tighter controls in terms of the running and the 180 turns number two I wish the pacing was a bit better there are definitely times in resident evil 2 where it drags there's a point in the game where you go into the sewers and that section drags and it's a really annoying section because you come across enemies that you can't avoid or run around so you have to use your precious ammo if your playing is clear it's a bit easier because she has like a weapon for every situation and every enemy as opposed to Leon who does not whose playthrough features less ammo than Claire's which really threw me because I went through Resident Evil 2 with Claire first based on how her game was actually the most difficult in the original game because her weapons were just garbage in comparison to Leon's which are overpowered but Capcom flipped that in the remake Claire's loadout is far better than Leon's and she gets more ammo but I went slightly off topic, so yeah, point number two, if there's one thing I would have liked to have seen done better, it's the pacing. Because uh, it, like I said, from the sewer onwards, the game just feels like it drags, and I'm just like, I just want this to end now. And it just doesn't become fun. The third thing is, this is going to be a weird thing, but the menus and the UI. I I just wish like the the UI and the GUI and the menus just had a bit more character to them. That was part of the overall Resident Evil brand was the way it did its menus. And Resident Evil 2, the remake, sorry, my mind just went really slow there for a second. The remake kind of strips everything back and goes for this minimal approach. And, I mean, chucking the old style Resident Evil menu into this game wouldn't have looked that great. But they could have updated it. They could have reimagined it the way they did everything else. But to go for this really plain, minimal looking menu and font and typeset and it just it's a shame it would have been nice to have seen a bit more character go into that because i really admire small details and things like that and the final thing point number four is the music resident evil one two and three i like i remember the music from those games like there were moments where i i remember the music i just do there's not much more i can elaborate on that but it feels like Resident Evil 2 has less music and I get why but it's still a shame and I know if you picked up the limited or the special edition of Resident Evil 2 there's an option where you can switch in the old soundtrack which would have been great because Resident Evil 2 had music I think most of the areas and scenarios in Resident Evil 2 featured music so it wasn't so silent all the time so I personally feel that Capcom should have made that an option available in every version of the game. A bit cheeky for them to not make that a feature that's available to everyone, but you know, whatever. You know, they wanted whatever. Fuck it. Right now you are listening to the random angles of J. Hey, hey, hey. And let's talk about Kingdom Hearts 3. Woo, child, this game. Now, (laughs) I'm just going to be straight up with you. I do not like Kingdom Hearts 3. I do not like it at all. And there are 
a couple of reasons as to why I don't like this game. Now, many of the reviews that I've read and seen on YouTube, the biggest criticism towards Kingdom Hearts 3 is the story, which is actually the least offensive part of this game. The story in Kingdom Hearts 3 is an absolute mess. The narrative is a mess. None of it makes any sense, even if you have played every single one of the games and read all of the side novels and all of that shit. There is still a lot of stuff in Kingdom Hearts 3 that just doesn't make sense because it just doesn't make sense. It's not even a case of this doesn't quite make sense because there's a plot gap or this doesn't quite make sense because of this other event. Stuff just doesn't make sense because it quite simply just does not make sense. Everything is just convoluted for the sake of being convoluted and this has become a trope in Square Enix games by this point where the guys at that company just seem to think that a good plot is one that is just so entangled and so over explained a good plot that does not make <laughs> at all and it's a real shame because Kingdom Hearts once had a really simple premise and a really simple plot which worked and was fine and then it became this thing about nobodies, this body, that body, her body, this body, other person, this world, that world, this door to darkness, that door, this key, this person, Ansem, his consciousness in the past and in the future and in this other timeline and that timeline. And then there's Disney in the midst of it and there's Final Fantasy that at one point was in the midst of it. It's just a fucking mess. And... Kingdom Hearts 3 or Kingdom Hearts as a whole did not need to be this overly, com not, not even that it's complicated, it's just there's just too much going on with too many characters and it's almost as though Square Enix kind of fucked themselves over really because I think they they had a plot that was really simple, then they tried to add on all this other stuff and kind of get really i i just don't know it's square enix tied themselves in knots with this plot and the biggest issue with kingdom hearts 3 is that at no point in this game does it really manage to unravel the knot that it tied itself into two games ago stuff just happens because it just happens and none of it really makes any sense at all and i think the biggest issue with kingdom hearts 3 is that it just isn't sure of what it's doing ultimately in its plot, in its gameplay, in its approach. And this is something that permeates the entire game, which is that Kingdom Hearts 3 isn't sure of what it wants to be. And it doesn't really do anything with any form of conviction or gusto. Square seemed to think that Kingdom Hearts 3 could just come out and that's it. Without consideration of the fact that the plot's a mess, the narrative is a mess, the gameplay is boring, the combat is repetitive, the the draw of Disney isn't as magical as it should be because it's so generically handled and the worlds that they picked and the franchises that they picked are just, they're just so ugh. It's just met everything about Kingdom Hearts 3 just feels so mediocre. The problem with Kingdom Hearts 3 is, like I said, it just doesn't seem sure of what it wants to be. Kingdom Hearts 3 is a great game to people who are fans of Kingdom Hearts, but if you're not, there's nothing in this game for you to enjoy. And I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan, but I liked the premise of what Kingdom Hearts 1 set up, and I liked what it followed through on in Kingdom Hearts 2. 
to the point where I was like, if there is a third game, I will pick it up just to see where this goes. Do not get me wrong, Kingdom Hearts 2 was a whole ass mess. That plot was just a complete piece of doo-doo. But that game gave me enough to go on that I was like, you know what, I would like to at least see where this goes. Kingdom Hearts 3 is just here for the sake of being here. And the evidence of that is just the fact that Kingdom Hearts 3 just feels so old. It feels outdated. Kingdom Hearts 3 should have come out a good six years ago. A good six years ago. Kingdom Hearts 3 should have come out on the PS3. In the mid-cycle of the console. Like, absolutely, Kingdom Hearts 3 just feels so outdated. It plays very similar to Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Hearts 2 wasn't perfect, but it was a game of its time, and I accepted that. Kingdom Hearts 3 feels like Kingdom Hearts 2 in hd and that that's pretty much it like it kingdom hearts 3 doesn't give me a great deal more that i didn't get from kingdom hearts 2 14 years ago and that for me is a massive problem especially when i think of games like say breath of the wild which not only pushed the whole of the zelda franchise in a completely new direction i never thought nintendo would take it but it felt like breath of the wild felt like a excuse the slight pun a breath of fresh air in that it felt it didn't just feel new as a gaming experience but it felt new as a zelda fan like if you're like breath of the wild was very very certain of what it wanted to be and what it wanted to achieve and how it wanted to make players feel nintendo really did go in with a clear idea of how they wanted players to feel when they played this game and what they wanted players to get out of it this is what kingdom hearts 3 lacks and the one thing that nintendo and the one thing that you don't realize that nintendo do so well until you play a game where you experience it being done badly is nintendo are the absolute masters at establishing the world of its games establishing the mechanics and having the two make complete sense and work in tandem from start to finish you get the controls you get the mechanics you get the world of the game and you just know what you need to do where when and how and everything makes sense whereas in kingdom hearts 3 there are so many instances where the game mechanics continually unfold until the very end of the game so it's not just a case of you learn new abilities there's new mechanics that just come into play every so often and some of these mechanics you need to use some of them you don't some are over explained some aren't really explained at all there's it's it's just a mess it's just a case of square throwing things in the game because they think it looks cool like there's this system in the game called flow motion to this day i don't know what the fuck it is it's they don't explain it that well there's a boss battle where you have to use it but it's so messy and so annoying that you're just like what the fuck is this and you're just it's just trial and error and just you're just trying to make sense of what you have to do and it's not making sense so you're just fumbling through it at least that was my experience and i hate games like that i like a game where i understand the world of the game i understand what i need to do i understand where things fit and it just every it just feels that second nature and i can enjoy the game whereas in kingdom hearts 3 i just felt like i was constantly having to try and make sense of things not just the plot but the way the game played a classic example is you can learn like you can run up walls in kingdom hearts 3 you can wall run and the way you can tell 
if you can wall run up a surface is that it kind of glistens white. It kind of looks like a waterfall going upwards. But the issue is you can run up certain walls but not others and the game never explains why. Whereas by comparison, in Breath of the Wild, Link can climb any wall and most surfaces in the game. I think he can literally climb everything actually. You may not be able to traverse the entire scale of the surface that you're on because you've got the stamina gauge that regulates that but you can climb everything pretty much in breath of the wild i'm trying to think if there's an instance of something i couldn't climb up and i don't think there was and that's the difference you know in breath of the wild it was like here's a mechanic you can climb up a wall yes you can climb up everything and to the point where you even in the final moments of the game i was still like can i climb up this oh shit i can how about this? Oh shit, I can. I kept thinking the game was going to trick me and give me an instance where I couldn't climb and it never did. And by comparison, in Kingdom Hearts, you can run up some walls but not others. And there's no reason and there's no explanation as to why that is at all. And this is the experience of Kingdom Hearts as a whole. It's it's the same with the plot. Stuff just happens because it does. There's no explanation as to why it just is. Gameplay, same thing. Kingdom Hearts doesn't really know what it wants to be and it's a massive problem for me especially for someone who I I like just knowing things and understanding things and I just didn't understand Kingdom Hearts 3 nothing about that game made any sense to me and that's why for me the plot is the most inoffensive thing a game can still be really really good and have a really terrible plot i was gonna say breath of the wild had a rubbish plot but it actually didn't breath of the wild had breath of the wild actually had a really good story it's just nintendo made the stupid decision to make it completely optional and lock sections of it away to the point where there are going to be a there probably are a large cross-section of people that have played breath of the wild and have not had any hint of a story because it's all side quested but you know, at least the game mechanics and the gameplay was so tight. I kind of was like, I would have liked for the story to have been conveyed in a narrative that wasn't optional. But the gameplay was still tight. Kingdom Hearts 3 is like, okay, your plot's a mess. Story's a mess. Narrative is a mess. Gameplay is a mess. Combat's repetitive. It's, 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 I can't. I can't with Kingdom Hearts 3. I just cannot. And then there's the Disney stuff. Now... I don't know how much influence Disney had in terms of selecting the worlds of the game and whether Square Enix were just able to say, well, I want this, this, this and this. But the issue with Disney in Kingdom Hearts 3 is that the Disney stuff just feels secondary. And it's a shame because when Kingdom Hearts first came out, the Disney crossover and the Disney inclusion was a massive draw. It was like, wow, Square Enix is kind of... is kind of going to be like a final fantasy x disney type situation so that was a massive draw then in kingdom hearts 2 it, it was clear that square were like okay we was how can i put this kingdom hearts was a brand new ip in the beginning of course it was it including disney was a massive draw but i don't think square or disney knew at that point whether this was going to be a one-shot thing or if it was going to be a series i don't think any of them knew and i think that hinged on how successful the game was it launched bang hey it's successful so of course there was kingdom hearts 2 and from square enix's perspective i mean disney don't need the money they don't really need kingdom hearts at all like this is all a benefit for square enix so for them you could see with kingdom hearts 2 they built the story and the characters and the world of that game out 
knowing there was always going to be a Kingdom Hearts 3 and a Birth by Sleep and all of these other nonsense spin-offs that they decided to put on these handheld systems. And you could see that Square were trying to build out enough of a world and make Kingdom Hearts 3 something that wasn't just a Disney thing so that potentially they could break it off if they wanted to and still call it Kingdom Hearts and people would still love it and it would still feel like it's the same thing. And this is one of many issues with Kingdom Hearts 3 is that the Disney stuff just feels secondary and it doesn't feel like it really has any real purpose. Aside from Donald and Goofy being your sidekicks, all the travelling to the Disney world, it just doesn't serve any purpose at all. It doesn't have any impact on the plot. It's just the Disney worlds are just backdrops and nothing more and the selection of disney worlds that they put in the game they all feel the same they all look the same to have tangled and frozen in the same game like did we need that because tangled and frozen are actually quite similar the, the themes across both films are similar even though the executions are very different and for the record i think frozen is garbage i hate that film can't stand it so to know that world was in kingdom hearts and that i had to go through it and then for them to have this bitch sing let it go out of nowhere as well i was done no mm-mm. Mm-mm. no mm-mm. not today i i bitch i i cannot Tangled, amazing film. Absolutely adored it. Wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. But Disney somehow managed to take... But, sorry, not Disney, Square. Somehow managed to take a good-ass film like Tangled, chuck it in a game and make it trash and make me not like any part of it. How do you manage that? Even though they kept the plot the same, they still fucked it up. And then there was Frozen, a film that I didn't like anyway, that forced me to play through a world that is way too long, where every location looks the same, it's just fucking snow, and it's dusty, and then they throw in Let It Go, and then they throw in Do You Wanna Build a Snowman, in a cutscene where past Anna is singing in a flashback, but present Anna is talking over the singing, and the mixing is such a mess, that it it's like, oh my god, it's like, do you want to build it? And then and it's no man. And then it's like, what, what? Why would you do that? Like, <laughs> garbage, garbage. And to make it, and I don't know how Square managed that, but they did. But again, I don't know whether it's Square or Disney. But given Square Enix's track record, I'm going to say it's probably their fault. And the issue is with them making these two worlds in particular follow the plot of the film, is that you don't get enough time to really go through the plot in detail things just happen because they happen rapunzel falls in love with this guy i forget his name i sat here talking about oh i love tangled i can't remember the character's name rapunzel falls in love with this guy out of nowhere in the game whereas in the film it's a slow burn thing that she develops feelings for him so it's weird if you've not watched tangled to play kingdom hearts 3 and have rapunzel suddenly fall in love with this character and then for him to risk his life for her, it's like, where did this happen? Where, like, this has come out of nowhere. And then it's the same with Frozen. Elsa just runs away, but you don't find out why. She decides that she's just going to shut her sister out, but we don't know why. There's a guy that turns up near the end to go and kill Elsa, but we don't know who he is and we don't find out why. And then you fight a boss straight after that isn't this guy. 
and isn't the girl from Organization 13 who locked you in an ice labyrinth. You instead fight some giant silver wolf thing. And this is Kingdom Hearts all over. And this leads me into another issue, the bosses. Who designed the bosses in Kingdom Hearts 3? Please tell me. I don't get why the bosses in Kingdom Hearts 3 are not Disney characters. Why? Why? What? Oh my giddy god. I don't understand. Why was the last boss in Kingdom Hearts 3 not a Disney villain? Why is it some bald-headed white man that looks like Ben Kingsley? I just... Why? Why was that? Why was the last boss in Kingdom Hearts 3 not a Disney villain? Why? I don't understand. I don't understand. I just don't understand. In the Tangled world, why is it the boss wasn't that witch, bitch woman that was looking after Rapunzel? Why couldn't Maleficent or whatever her name is have just turned up and turned into a dragon or some shit? That would have made more sense than me fighting some giant... I can't even remember what the boss in Tangled was. Some flying thing... I just cannot with kin- it's just everything in Kingdom Hearts 3 is a mess everything about Kingdom Hearts 3 is a mess and there are very few parts of oh the gummy ship how can I forget the gummy ship no one liked the gummy ship in Kingdom Hearts 1 but they bought it back in Kingdom Hearts 2 but they at least improved it then they bring the gummy ship back in Kingdom Hearts 3 and they make it worse than it was in Kingdom Hearts 1 why am I having to fly this stupid Lego block through space to get to worlds it drags like the gameplay in kingdom hearts 3 is so slow and paced so badly anyway and then they throw the gummy ship sections in between and make it worse Uh, uh, mm, no sense and then there's the graphics the graphics are what you would expect from a square enix game in 2019 but that said it still feels dated it, again like the graphics in kingdom hearts 3 look very nice but they're nothing special i really wish that square enix had gone with a more distinct art style the issue with the art style is that because all of the disney worlds are quite similar there's not much of a difference between the toy story world and the monsters inc world there is very little difference between the tangled world and the frozen world except the frozen world has lots of snow but visually, it still looks the damn same. It, and and this, this is just the biggest problem. It would have been nice if they had picked Disney worlds which visually look different from one another so they could have adopted a different art style. They kind of tried. So there's a Pirates of the Caribbean world where the graphics kind of go semi-realistic. But the issue here is that the human characters are so badly animated. Like the facial animation is so horrendous that it just they look cool in stills but in motion they look awful and then Sora, Donald and Goofy kind of look semi-realistic but not really because Sora still has his big anime eyes and his anime hair Donald still looks like Donald it would have been really cool if Sora looked a bit more human and less like an anime character Donald actually looked like a real he just looked like a duck and Goofy just looked like a dog but it's this weird kind of halfway thing that some of the characters look real but some don't and it's it's just bizarre and then when you go to the is it called the nine acre wood with winnie the pooh and all his friends there's kind of a little bit of cell shading but you only really notice it in cutscenes when the camera's in close and you're like oh they've got a black outline which is so faint that you only see it in cutscenes but uh, i i just wish i, I just wish there was <laughs> 
I don't even know where to go with this aside from to say that I just think Kingdom Hearts 3 is just a directionless mess. There's no conviction in anything that it does. It's just, it throws stuff at you for the sake of throwing stuff at you. There's just no real sense of anything, really. The only thing about Kingdom Hearts 3 that I like is the soundtrack. Soundtrack is the only decent thing that Kingdom Hearts 3 has going for it. It, nothing else really the battles are repetitive I barely use magic aside from curative magic I just kept hammering the attack button and you know all of the summons or what, uh, the links or whatever they're called I didn't use them flow motion I only use when the game forced me to and uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is just a mess generally I just do not like this game and I think it's a real shame because it could have been something amazing but it's just lazy it's kingdom hearts 3 just feels lazy and it feels outdated and square needed to do a hell of a lot more than what they did and what they delivered it's just a bad game and i know i mentioned breath of the wild quite a few times but it's just because i i couldn't help but compare kingdom hearts 3 to breath of the world because everything that kingdom hearts tried to do from a gameplay perspective breath of the Wild nailed like breath of the Wild literally wrote a book on how you do what kingdom hearts 3 is supposed to do and square still didn't do it It, and and it's it feels like square enix developed their games in a vacuum which would be fine if that vacuum had good ideas but off the back of final fantasy 13 final fantasy 15 and now kingdom hearts 3 there's clearly a complete deficit of people bringing good ideas to the table and following it through an entire game Because Kingdom Hearts 3 occasionally does have some good moments, but they're fleeting. Like the Pirates of the Caribbean world and the Big Hero 6 world are two of the best worlds in the game. And they introduce gameplay elements which are actually really cool, but they only work in those worlds. Whereas it would have been really cool if they took those things and peppered them throughout the entire game. But no, but no, I'm so done. I'm just so... You would think that after Final Fantasy XV, Tetsuya Nomura and the dev team would have been like, oh, okay, so this didn't quite work and that didn't quite work. So let's try to refine it for Kingdom Hearts 3. But no, none of that. They just did what they did. And what they did was dusty. And I just cannot recommend this game. If you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, you probably love this game and you don't give a fuck about anything what I've said. And you probably hate everything that I said. You probably hate me and you're probably going to fall into my mentions calling me all kinds of contrary which is absolutely fine but i can't recommend this game to anybody who has never at least heard of kingdom hearts before i just no and i know some of you are going to be like but it's the third game in the series like if you don't know it by now but there are still games where like i know people who jumped into mass effect at mass effect 3 and still enjoyed it because the game was fun and then went back so that's not an excuse but if that helps you sleep better at night then fine kingdom hearts 3 is absolute trash do 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 kingdom hearts 3 is no no so let's list things that square enix could have done to have made kingdom hearts 3 better uh one gameplay i I'm not going to go into grave detail because I've been talking about it for 25 minutes now. 
but the gameplay in Kingdom Hearts 3, Square needed to do a better job with it. It's just, the gameplay's too repetitive, it's too boring, they just needed to do a better job with it as a whole. Second thing is the plot and the story and the narrative. Kingdom Hearts 3's plot is convoluted for no reason. The thing is about Kingdom Hearts 3 is when it remembers what it's supposed to be about, which is love and friendship. It's a really good, like when it zones in on those themes and it gives you moments which are based around that, it's actually a joy. It gives, there are actually moments of, oh, actually, that's really cool. But then when it goes into this Zena Hall Organization 13 time flipping nonsense, it's like, no, 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 don't do that. Just make it about heart, friendship, and love. When it tries to go above and beyond that, it's just a mess. So I think if they kept that at the core of everything and made that the crux of the plot as a whole, it would have been better. This whole Xenohort thing and then this samurai guy that turns up in the ain't got no time for none of that. It's just nonsense. The third thing would have been to have woven in the Disney world into the plot a lot better. I get why Square Enix are trying to throw original characters left, right and centre so they can eventually break Kingdom Hearts away from Disney. So I get the insistence of being less reliant on disney but if you have the disney license and you've got access to disney then fucking use disney it would have been so much better if the organization members were replaced with disney villains i mean not all of them but it would have been nice to have seen more disney villains because the only one i can recall is maleficent and she turns up talking about some box and disappears and then she turns up again and then she disappears and you don't find out till the very end what this box is that she's talking about and if it is even the same it's no there should have been no there should have been more disney villains for sure and the final thing point number four is it point number four yeah i think it's point number four the enemy designs in this game are fucking awful and the heartless designs are so ragged every heartless enemy is just a black blob with some silver thing on it and that is it the bosses look so unimaginative it's <laughs> it's unbelievable and it would have been really cool if the enemy designs closely mirrored the worlds that they appear in but they don't necessarily like it would have been cool if all of the heartless in the toy story world looked like toys or if all of the heartless in the monsters inc world looked like little freaky monsters which they kind of do by default anyway or if all of the... I mean, they kind of try to do it in the Frozen world, but it just... The enemy designs don't match the world that the game is set in. Like, look at it this way. The enemies that you see in Frozen, I couldn't imagine them turning up in the film. Period. I just couldn't see it. So I wish that the enemy designs in Kingdom Hearts were a bit better. And again, when in doubt, mm, just throw in a Disney enemy would have saved them a lot of work but don't have to design anything disney usually do quite a good job with things like that so yeah i think if they had included those things kingdom hearts 3 might have been a bit better podcast over thanks for listening